USA Wealth Group Inc. presents Money Wise with the Money Guys. Ray Lance and Pete Lance are your hosts for the next hour, talking retirement topics and having the retirement conversation for those at or nearing retirement. For more than 20 years, USA Wealth Group has been committed to helping families protect and grow their wealth by providing safe and effective strategies. The conversation starts now. Welcome to Money Wise Radio. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Money Wise. We've got lots of really wonderful things to talk to you about today. I wonder how many people think, what is the greatest legacy that I can leave when I'm gone? Is it going to be monetary? Is it going to be family values that I will teach to my children or to my family? Will it be my reputation, my history? Well, we're going to talk about legacy today. We're going to talk about legacy planning and it's perhaps more important than you realize. So first, I'd like to say good morning to Peter Lance. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. So Pete, you are a financial advisor. And what is your official title again? Please stop asking me this. This is almost every show. I, I never can remember Investment it's... advisor representative. Okay. And I hate saying it, but I'm not allowed to just say the, you know, the acronym for it because there is not a legal acronym for it. So you're like an IRA, but you're not... You cannot say say the other initials. All right. And then good morning to attorney Michael Coleman. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. It's always great to have you guys here. We've got a lot of things to talk about. We're going to talk about legacy. A legacy is like planting seeds in a garden that you'll never get to see. Well, you started the show off right away by saying what I was thinking all along gearing up for the show is that, you know, we're going to talk mostly today about legacy planning with regards to, you know, leaving a good estate and, you know, protecting your estate for your loved ones. But it's not just monetary or it doesn't have to be just monetary. And, you know, when you hear people leaving a good legacy, it means that they've done really something good for this world or for their family. That's really important. Ernest Hemingway, a very well-known author, once said, I had an inheritance from my father. It was the moon and the sun. And though I roam all over the world, the spending of it's never done. It's a nice way to look at life, isn't it, when you think about it? It's not just about money, but money is important. And sometimes I think a lot of people would like to say, you know what, I'd like to leave as much as possible for my family or my children or my charity. I need to take care of myself when I'm still alive and during my retirement. But I'd sure like to leave as much as possible to other people or to charity and not leave it for taxes and not leave it to the government. Why would you want to work all of your life, for example, and then leave more money than what you need to to the government? I never so, really thought about the legacy thing other than, again, as a monetary uh, or a state protection uh, type of uh, legacy. But, you know, I'm thinking about it and, you know, your legacy, my, my kids, your grandchildren talk all the time about your kindness and how much you like to spend time with them and do for them and do with them and your love for animals and uh, mostly your silliness. They always talk about your silliness. And, mm. you know, they'll always be, will be out somewhere and somebody, one of the kids will say, Papa would love this, he would laugh at this. And uh, that's your legacy, I, I think, for your grandchildren. Well, I think you have to have some fun in life, but I, I think I'm sort of a born and frustrated teacher. I like to explain things to people. I like to teach things to people. And if I can show somebody how to do something or show folks listening how to save money or make more money or do something that's helpful for the community. Those are the important things. That's what's going to matter. Nobody's going to really remember you much after you're gone anyway, right? They'll remember you for a short while. So a gentleman named Peter Stropel once said, legacy is not leaving something for people. It's leaving something in people. So it doesn't always have to be material terms. We tend to talk about that more on the radio and we talk to clients about it because that's also important as well, isn't it? It is, but you just sort of contradicted what I was saying is, and I don't think that's really true. You said that a lot of times people will forget you, you know, years after you're gone, but I don't think that's the case at all, especially if it's somebody that you're really close to, you know, and I've talked about this many times before, but I always think of my Nana, at least once a week, I think of my Nana, your, your mother. And so that's a legacy. Her, her, sure it is. Her personality and her smile. I think about her all that and her kindness. I have her picture in my office, and I see it every day. And I have a picture in my I, office. Sometimes I smile at the picture. Yeah. I think of her often. 
Yep, she was a good woman. When I go through tough times, I often pray and I think to her and I, you know, she was a very religious uh, woman and I think about her often when I'm having tough times. Yep, she brought us up that way and that's important. Those are the things you think about. I love to sing, for example. I just enjoy singing and the reason I enjoy singing and I know all the songs from the 40s and the 50s is because she sang all the time and I can remember a lot of those songs, so it's fun. It's all those little memories that you think of, like when you would take her with us on vacation and she had all of her little plastic bags that would rattle and make everybody wake up at 6 in the morning. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, she would pack a suitcase, and in the suitcase would be a half a dozen or more plastic bags that she would put some things in one bag and some things in another bag, and then she'd wake up and you'd hear the rattle, rattle, rattle. <laughs> That's her legacy. Well, let's talk about some real legacy. Mike, if we wanted to talk about legacy, I guess the first thing we need to ask ourselves is, what is an estate? So tell everyone listening, what is your estate? What what does your estate consist of, for example? I think the easiest uh, way to think about that is just to say that it really is made up of everything that you own. So it's personal property. It could be jewelry, cars, furniture, all of the personal stuff that you own, but also real estate, bank accounts, retirement plans, life insurance, all of those things that you own. So that all makes up your estate. Those are sort of tangible things that we can either see or touch or mm-hmm. or pass along. Yep. And um, I guess if you have things stored in your computer, that can also be part of your estate too. You might have some things of value there. You might have accounts that need to be accessed, mm-hmm. for example. You know, it's interesting because um, there's so much written all the time one of the challenges when we do money-wise every week is to think about, gosh, what should we talk about this week? Because there's so many interesting things to talk about. But our focus here has always been on how can we protect people's assets? How can you make sure that you don't pay as any more in taxes than what you absolutely have to? We're going to talk a little bit about taxes in just a minute, too. Um, it's incredible how complicated our internal revenue code is today. We're going to touch on that a little bit. But briefly, your estate, a lot of people don't think about their retirement accounts as being part of their estate, do they? No, I think one of the things that they tend to ignore is is adding beneficiaries on accounts. So normally if it's a married couple, they would automatically have each other as beneficiaries, but most times they don't have anyone else on there. Like so a secondary beneficiary? Yeah, exactly. So if something happens to a spouse, there's no other beneficiary and they don't update things. So if that's the case, you're going to maybe have a probate for that retirement account. Mm-hmm. And that can lead to really bad tax consequences if you have to probate a retirement account and have it pass as part of an estate as opposed to going to an individual. That can change the tax. And it's really a simple fix, isn't it? It's really a very simple thing to figure out. So if I had to ask today for everyone listening, if you have a retirement account, an IRA, a 401k, could you put your hands on the piece of paper that shows who your beneficiaries are? Well, for half of you, probably you can't. And good luck trying to call your bank or your financial company and saying, how do I get information on who's beneficiary? First of all, they won't give you the information over the phone for the mm-hmm. most part. And secondly, it's like, you know, punching through a paper bag to figure it out. Well, more importantly than that, um, you know, you're right. They, they most likely will not give you the information over the phone. They might be able to mail you a letter um, with your information, or they might be able to send you a change of beneficiary form. We can also usually find those forms online for you if you do need to do a change of beneficiary form. Or if you're not certain, it might as well make sense to do a change of beneficiary form and, and make sure that uh, if you can't find your beneficiary form now or who your beneficiaries are, that you have up-to-date uh, beneficiaries that you want to actually receive the funds. But another issue is if you're gone, you know, people may not know um, and may not be able to get information out of companies right away um, you know, to find out, okay, well, mom is gone now. Who gets what out of her accounts? Where is it going? Well... You've really hit upon what's really the most simple fix. If you're not sure who your beneficiaries are or if you want to change it or you want to be certain, just file a brand new change of beneficiary form. It'll simply replace and supersede the one you filed before. That's all. And if you can't figure out how to get it, 
Give a call to Peter at 508-998-8858. He'll help you figure out how to get your beneficiary form. But the other reason we want to know about what the value of your assets are, Mike, so everything all together, we started to define what an estate was. Mm -hmm. Estate is everything you own. A lot of people think, well, life insurance is not part of my estate. That's going directly to somebody else. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who the beneficiary is. Right. If you own it or if it's an interest that passes by reason of your death and you own it, uh, it's going to be included in your estate for estate tax purposes. Most of the time, right. And so even life insurance, if you're not receiving the actual funds, but the money's going to, you know, a wife or children, it's still considered part of your estate for estate tax purposes. So that's important to understand. And one way you can solve a problem with life insurance, if you have a larger life insurance policy, and it's going to kick you into a Massachusetts estate tax category, we can have the policy transferred to an irrevocable life insurance trust. Mm -hmm. Or if you have a larger estate and you're taking out a new life insurance policy, have it taken out initially in the name of an irrevocable life insurance trust. Because there's a little wrinkle. If you, if you take an existing policy that you own individually and transfer it into this islet, the irrevocable life insurance trust, there's a three-year waiting period before that's out of your estate. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of interesting tax rules all the time. So know what your estate is, and then... The next question I guess we're going to ask, and we're going to get into it a little bit after the break, is how much of your estate would you like to pass on to your family or to your charity? Because it's one thing to know what your estate is, but it's another thing to say, how can I leave a legacy? How can I make sure all this money is going to go to my family? Or how can I create even more? And some of that has to do with doing a trust, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And for those of you who you know do have... Uh, brokerage accounts, um, anything basically that will have capital gains uh, should you pass, it's really probably more important this year than any time in the recent um, memory because the proposed Biden plan on tax, uh, on his uh, new tax proposal, is to increase the capital gains from 23.8% to 43.4%. So that's a massive tax increase if that does go through. Yep. So that's why it's more important this year to possibly do some gifting to minimize those um, taxes. So we've got a lot of good ideas that we want to share with you about things that you can do. And right after a short break, we're going to come back and talk about what are some of the things you can do to maximize your legacy. So stay tuned. We will be right back. You're listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys, hosted by Ray Lance and Pete Lance. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858 for a consultation or a second opinion on your current retirement plan. 508-998-8858. And now, back to Money Wise with the Money Guys. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to MoneyWise. Today we're talking about what is your legacy going to be, aside from the fact that you're hopefully a good person and a kind person, perhaps. Maybe you've done something wonderful for your community or your church or whatever organization you spend your time with. Oliver Wendell Holmes, very famous Supreme Court justice, once said, put not your trust in money, but put your money in trust. Mm -hmm. You like that quote, Mike? It's okay. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess you didn't write it, so Oliver Wendell Holmes wrote it, but yep. doing a trust can sometimes be a very important way to protect your legacy. Can't it can. It? A lot of times when people want to put money in trust, it can be for kids, but there are times when they have younger beneficiaries, like maybe a grandchild, and they want to make sure that the grandchild has money for education or just to be taken care of if something happens to them. Mm -hmm. So they can have a certain money put in trust. They can name a trustee to make sure that the money is managed correctly. And then the beneficiary, who's a grandchild, can be taken care of until they reach a certain age. And you've mentioned, or we have over the, uh, the period of the last eight years, mentioned many times that you're able to do all kinds of different trusts 
And also you can modify the trust basically to however each individual client, um, how their needs are. are. And that, what I'm saying by that is if you have a special needs child, you can do a special needs trust. If you have two children and one of them is irresponsible and the other one is not, you can have you know, the uh, one who's responsible receive all of their inheritance at once and the other one you can have it not you know, doled out until age 30 and then the rest of it at age 35 or basically any way that you see fit Mm -hmm. or the client sees fit. Mm -hmm. So think about getting in touch with attorney Mike Coleman or attorney Tenny Lance. You can reach them at 508-998-8800. It does not cost anything to sit down and talk to them about these things. One of the things that I mentioned at the end of the first break is about the proposed new tax plan that Biden's uh, putting together, and the capital gains increase could be, you know, a big uh, problem for some people, and that's why again this year it's really important to speak with uh, Attorney Mike Coleman or Attorney Tenny Lance and my father and I, and maybe make a plan. Another thing that we like to talk to people about is: Would you like to leave your legacy to your beneficiaries when you're gone, or do you want to do some gifting beforehand and possibly assist? with some of those gains. Um, There's other uh, tax uh, reasons that you may want to do that. But it also, some people, and we we have this conversation with everyone, you know, do you want to see your children or your grandchildren enjoying some of your your gifts now um, while you're still alive and able to see them enjoy it? Well, that's exactly true. And it's not always just about the money, but boy, there's some major forces at play. Both the Democrats and the Republicans right now are proposing different variations of changes to the tax law. One thing that we can say for certain is that taxes will change and it will get more complicated. If you want to think about the Internal Revenue Code, for example, uh, just think that almost every single thing in the tax code is a result of some special political policy or social policy or economic policy. So Congress has historically used the Internal Revenue Code as a way to shape what they're doing. And um, I wonder how many people realize how complicated the tax code is. Um, I've been told and I've read that it's 2,600 pages long and different people have said that it's longer, but the old law took only 800 pages. So let's say it's 2,600 pages now But besides the tax code, you've got the regulations, and there's just thousands and thousands and thousands of pages. It's it's very complicated. The average person cannot keep up with the tax code at all. So I want to mention um, that we did a show recently on inflation, and this continues to rear its nasty head. And as recently as today, when we're doing this show, as recently as Two days ago, there have been really significant articles in the Wall Street Journal um, talking about inflation again. I just want to mention a couple of them very quickly. The show is not just about inflation, but if you're not concerned about inflation, you should. So here's a story that was in the July 14th Wall Street Journal. Inflation outlook is set to medium-high. Prices are unlikely to spiral higher, but could be stronger than in the pre-pandemic years for some time. So what's happened recently? The the new inflation rate is now out at 5.5%, right, Pete? Yes, it is. It's the highest it's been in five years. No, it's actually 13 years. Oh, 13 years, that's what it yeah, was. Yeah. I'm, I'm flip-flopping the numbers. Yeah, they said now that the rate of inflation right now is 5.5% on an annualized basis, and that's the highest it's been in 13 years. Hmm. And inflation is a very silent thing. But think about cars. The car market is ridiculous right now, isn't it? Everything is. I mean, there's an article right here from the Wall Street Journal as well. You're talking about recent articles. Uh, This is actually a a few months ago, um, and they're already talking about inflation, and it's much higher since then even. Uh, The car market is ridiculous. It's out of control. Um, Most people, if they bought a car in the last year or two, can sell their car for more money now than when they bought it. And it's, it's just... Everything from this article even says it says from cars to kayaks. Yep, from uh, a July 14th article in the Wall Street Journal, uh, the rise is 5.4%. It's driven by cars as the number one biggest cause of inflation jump 
in 13 years, but also airfares, clothing. As consumer demand soars back, it's uh, causing a major increase in prices for everything. And the reason for that is exactly is because we went through, you know, a pandemic where people were really fearful and concerned and they were buying, you know, toilet paper, <laughs> um, groceries and, you know, uh, food and things at the grocery store to basically stay at home, um, cleaning products, all those type of things. And now that we're out of this, uh, people are focusing on spending again, and spending is increasing, and that's creating a problem with supply chain issues, um, as well as issues with finding uh, employees to work in the factories and work, you know, in, in these places to get the products out there. Well, prices at restaurants have risen to uh, 4.1% uh, from just a month ago, uh, which is crazy, and a lot of it has to do with labor. So... Um, what do you do, Pete, if you've got money invested or money in the bank, let's say, for example, and right now it's earning about one or two-tenths of 1% interest, and then you're looking at a rate of inflation that's 54 to 5.5%. What does that mean? It means you're losing money. Yep. You've got a negative 4 point, you know, whatever interest rate, basically. So one of the things you need to think about is if you're counting on money in – lower earning investments such as bank accounts and some things, you can't really count upon that growing. Maybe your only concern is safety and security, but there's other ways you can accomplish that as well. Absolutely. And, you know, it's not guaranteed, but some of the things that we can do um, typically earn higher and in some cases much higher than the rate of inflation now. And that's really the only way you're going to make money right now. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you want information on other things you could do or if you just want to have an evaluation of where you are and what you're earning, uh, give us a call, 508-998-8858. We're happy to sit down with you. There's no obligation. Most importantly, there's no pressure. We'll tell you what you're doing and what you might be doing if you were looking to do something better. I'd say, you know, easily, easily 80% of the clients that we see have far too much money in the bank or, you know, kept in their shoebox in their closet and it's really something that you need to think about if that's you listening at home i'd say 10 percent of people um, have just the right amount of a reserve with some other assets that might be easily um, liquidated for cash if really necessary and then the other 10 percent just don't have enough cash at all whether it's you know uh, in the bank or doing something to work for them so a gentleman named Sean O'Casey once said, money does not make you happy, but it quiets the nerves. Hmm. I think there's some logic in that. What do you think? I think so. And, Mike, if we're talking about protecting your legacy, we talked about what is an estate. We're talking about protecting your legacy. Um, what are some of the reasons why doing your estate plan is so important to protect your legacy? I guess, first of all, because it's going to protect the people who come after you, right? I think it protects them to at least have something in writing to let them know what you want. So that could be in the form of, you know, what happens to money. It could be in the form of what happens to you if you're sick or when you die, whether or not you want to be cremated or buried. Um, It gives people sort of some understanding of what you want to have happen. What if you have children? I think we talked about this already, but yeah, if we have young children, we can put assets in trust. And the assets can be held in trust for the benefit of the kids, uh, for education, for you know maintenance needs. So that's important too. And you can have them receive it at certain ages or even staggered ages, as we right. mentioned before. Exactly, exactly. You can say one third at twenty-five and one third at thirty and one third at thirty-five or something like that if you choose to. And the funny thing is that people fight about the weirdest things. So having things in writing is always always valuable. What are some of the things that you've seen people fight about? It's just little things. Um, So it could be a disagreement on how to handle an illness. You know, one child feels that something should be done one way, another child feels it should be done another way. Mm -hmm. Or it could be what happens to personal property in a house if someone dies. Maybe one child has been living in the house and the other child thinks that they should be able to go in and take everything out and... You and know, sometimes they do, don't they? Yes, they do. And, and then it leads yeah. to fights. Yeah. So having things in writing and saying what you want to have happen can help them to figure it out. 
And how about taxes? That's also a good reason. If somebody has more than a million dollars in assets in Massachusetts, they have a taxable estate in Massachusetts. Yeah, in Massachusetts, there's an estate tax, so you can set up a trust to manage the estate taxes if you do have that. And we've talked about this many times also, but a lot of our clients have property in Florida as well. And, you know, that can be protected also. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good point because if you have assets in more than one state and you haven't done trust planning, guess what? The family gets to go through probate in more than one state, right, mm-hmm. Mike? Right. And, and we talk about this all the time, but probate really is no joke. It can be very expensive, very time-consuming. It can take, you know, how long would you say, Mike? At least a year. I'm dealing with one. It depends. Right now it takes a lot longer just because of things have sort of slowed down in the courts. Yeah. <laughs> Um, But it can take a long time, especially if you don't have proper documents. I have a situation right now where a woman did a will maybe 20 or 30 years ago, and she named her brother as the executor. And then she named the brother's wife at the time, who's now his ex-wife, as second in line. Um, The brother lives out in California, and he's now divorced from this woman. He didn't really want to serve, but now he has to because the alternative is finding this ex-wife <laughs> who no one wants to serve as the executor. That's a fun position to be put in. Well, I've always said there's no such thing as a normal family. If you think that's the truth with your own family, think about what Queen Elizabeth said, the reigning queen in England. Like all the best families, we have our share of eccentricities, of impetuous and wayward youngsters, and of family disagreements. Well, that's a- so... We're going to talk more about that in just one second. We're going to take a short break and come right back and talk about your family messes. This is Money Wise Radio with Ray and Pete Lance, powered by the USA Wealth Group. Collectively, more than 80 years of experience helping clients define and plan for their retirement goals. To begin a retirement consultation, call 508 998 8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So how is your family mess? I think that's the way I left on the break, wasn't it, Pete? Yes, really nice. (laughs) But no, it's true. I mean, there's no perfect family. There's all kinds of drama and, and divorces and death and everything else. So You need to plan for it, and, you know, we've seen just about everything come through this office, um, and... uh, And then some. And then some. But the other reason that we, you know, we're just talking about probate, not only can it get messy and people fighting over things, um, but it also is is public, so people can, you know, see what's going on, Mm -hmm. so... I have yet to see one family come into the office and say... I have a perfectly normal family. Mm. We take our vacation every time. We all get along fine. We, we look out for each other. We take care of each other. We don't fight. We don't argue. We don't. There is no such thing as a normal family, is there? And some are worse than others. Well, um, William Shakespeare once said, "To do a great right, do a little wrong." So, if you want to protect your legacy, you've got to do planning. So we've talked about. What's an estate? We talked about some of the things you need to do, perhaps to set up a trust. Um, it's harder to contest a trust. So I know from experience in talking with you, Mike, that you have a special clause of not contesting a trust, mm-hmm. right? What is it's that? It's called do? the no contest clause. So it's pretty simple. If someone wants to come along and contest the, the trust, then it says that if they do that, then they get nothing. Mm-hmm. So that's a disincentive. If someone is a beneficiary in a trust and they want to say, well, I was entitled to more, then they would be written out. I've had a situation once where um, there was a death in the family and there were a couple of kids who were in New England, but they were out of state. And I got a call on a Friday night and it said, "Um, my father died this morning. The family's going to be in town tomorrow to get ready for the funeral. Could we come by and review the will with you? And the trust with you, and people are after your money. So if you want to protect your legacy, you got to do something. Yeah, yeah I mean, you got to you got to really know who's in your life and what they're really about and what they're really after. And uh, we've seen a lot of that, quite frankly. It, you know, maybe once or twice a year that'll happen. I remember clearly about I don't know five years ago, but maybe it was more. Um, 
guy called up and said, just put my father on life support. What am I getting? I want to come in and find out. So same type of situation. It's like, you know, that's wonderful. That's a, that's a great legacy to have a son like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, unfortunately, it does exist, but you know. So sometimes, uh, I guess sometimes people must uh, choose to leave assets to one child or another child, but to exclude some people too. Do you, have you seen that, Mike? It can happen, yeah. Yeah. And the reason for that could be, you know, many different reasons. You could have a falling out. That could be a drug problem. We've seen quite a bit of that. Um, we've seen issues where, you know, the grandson steals money from the grandmother because, you know, and drains her bank account because he tells her a good story and is using the money for drugs. And it's just really sad. We see everything. We've seen a situation where the parents did not have an estate plan and uh, they passed away and the two sisters were so contentious with one another we had to have them every single time they came in to meet they had to have um, in separate conference rooms and they'd be yelling at each other and looking at each other and the attorney I don't know if it was you Mike I think it was I I don't know but they would go from one room and then back to the next and then one room and then back to the next so maybe it was more than five years ago that happens once in a while Mm -hmm. yeah so Protect your estate and don't have all this kind of nonsense going on. Mm-hmm. Or protect your legacy, which is really what we're talking about. So how, how about if somebody in the family goes into a nursing home? Boy, that's a quick way to wipe out your money, isn't it? It is. It happens all the time, unfortunately. You have to spend down uh, the estate in order to qualify for um, you know, nursing home. Uh, otherwise, you're a private pay patient. And you're spending right now around $14,000 a month, which is insane. So if you have not protected your estate and you end up in a nursing home, your estate will quickly get wiped out. Mm-hmm. So I have a really interesting list here. It says estate planning, 16 things to do before you die. And I guess if I were thinking about prioritizing, I'm thinking about protecting my assets and my money or somebody else's money. I'm going to say... Have you done your estate plan, first of all? And then if you've taken care of that piece of it, what have you done to protect your assets in case somebody has to go into a nursing home? Mm -hmm. Because there's things you can do there. Attorney Tenny Lance does a lot of that work, for example. And um, we're not going to go into a lot of detail on that today because time won't permit. But if you haven't thought about those things and said, Gee, what happens if we have a, a serious illness and somebody has to go to a nursing home? Mm-hmm. You can spend $15,000 a month on nursing home costs if mm-hmm. you don't have long-term care insurance. But we've got this really interesting little article here that should be in your packets as well, gentlemen. It's called 16 Things to Do Before You Die. More than a last will and testament, think about doing a trust. There's checklist. Make sure you have a list of your inventory. I've seen people sometimes that, um, maybe you don't have that, I apologize. Sarah, I'll let you just read on. Okay. Make a list of everything you own. Make a list of everything you have. Um, We have a big red book that we give to everyone. mm -hmm. And in that book, it has different sections where you can list all your assets. You can list what um, assets have been put into the trust, which is really helpful. You can list your life insurance policies, you can name people who you want to have contacted if something happens to you. So everything that we think is important is within that one book. So it shouldn't so. be a treasure hunt trying to go exactly. searching through papers yeah. and find out what people own, should it? I just had a, a client pass away, and her son was in charge, and she was a little bit of a hoarder. and So she had a whole house full of things, and she had never told him where to find bank statements or you know, anything really. So he basically had to go through the whole house and just hope to find things. And when that happens, you know, things tend to pop up over time. So maybe you have to do a probate, you know, six months or a year after someone dies when you find out that they had another bank account that you didn't know about. And it's really simple to solve that problem by just making a list of everything you do. And we can assist you with that. And I can't tell you how often we see people come in and Sometimes it's themselves and they say, oh, I didn't realize that I had this other account. I just found this statement. And, you know, sometimes it's $50,000 or more. And I'm thinking, gee, I think I would know if I had this account. But Mm -hmm. it happens more often than you'd think. Mm -hmm. And even more so 
mom and dad are now gone, and exactly what we're just talking about, uh, they don't, they didn't do an estate plan, so now everything's in probate. They're trying to pay the bills that are left behind, the debt that's left behind. Um, they're trying to, you know, get in touch with bank managers and and be able to control the money that's in the banks. Uh, and oftentimes they don't know where, if there even is a where, you, the parents left, you know, statements and contracts and everything else. So it's really important to, and we've talked about this before, make a list of everything you have, make a list of all your important contacts, make a list of your debt that you have, um, and most importantly, keep everything in one safe, secure place and let your beneficiaries know where to go. I've had children sometimes come in with paper shopping bags from the grocery store, uh, two or three of them filled with papers and saying, well, this is everything that my mother had, but I'm not sure what's in here. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll assign somebody in the office to take every piece of paper, take it apart, make a list. <laughs> it's yeah. really awful. Yeah. <laughs> Many times get yeah, organized. Boxes of boxes and boxes of, you know, of statements and contracts and yep. sometimes the contracts are from, you know, the 70s or 80s. Make a list of your debts. If you have a car loan, write down the amount of the mortgage or the, on the car, the car loan, the account number, mm-hmm. um, what's all that information. How about memberships? Membership, make a membership list. What organizations do you belong to? What subscriptions do you have that maybe are automatically going to get renewed? Um, you should make a list of all those things. And then make a copy of your list once you put it together. Give a copy to your family. Give a copy to your children. And, yeah, and or, online accounts too. Yep. So like Facebook is a really good example of if you have a Facebook account, do you want that to continue posting if something happens to you, which can be really awkward. You know, in other words, if someone's died and their Facebook account is still active, you know, mm-hmm. do you want that to be a thing? So keep your password somewhere, have, you know, if you want, have it so someone can log into it and deactivate it if that's what you want. That's really a big one, isn't it? Because we see a lot of people that, you know, when they die, nobody knows how to get into their Facebook account or their bank account. Maybe they were doing everything online. Mm-hmm. Gosh, if you don't have that stuff written down, it's a nightmare for it's people. It's everything. Uh, my daughter has a uh, tablet that is hooked up to an Apple ID that I apparently created when I actually used Apple like 10 years ago. And I don't remember even creating it. I didn't know the username or the password. It was an old tablet. And my uh, wife had to go and do something within the tablet. And she spent 30 minutes on the phone with Apple. And I had to verify some things also over the phone um, that it was my account. So what happens if the person's gone? You know, it's, it's just mm-hmm. awful. So, yeah, it, that's a really good point, a, a list of the subscriptions. And, and, I mean, think about all the different things that people are attached to now electronically. Netflix, Hulu, Instagram, Facebook, you know, social media stuff and, and you know, sites where you're, you can buy stuff, Amazon. You know, there's so many different things that you need to think about. We've had people come in the office with a laptop and the husband was taking care of all the bills and managed all the accounts and managed all the assets and he had everything in his laptop and his wife had no idea at all how to get into the laptop. Yeah, We had to bring it to a computer specialist and try to figure out how do we access this laptop to find out what the accounts yeah. are? So those are all things to think about in, you know, this quote-unquote new digital age. You know, it's not just your paper, you know, documents that you need to keep track of. So make a really good list of all these things that we've been talking about. Keep it in a safe spot and also um, update it, as my father said, once a year. Put a date in the calendar and just have it for every single year. Maybe you do it um, when you change your smoke detector batteries every fall. You know, you, when the time changes, you're supposed to change your smoke detector batteries. So do on the same day, update your uh, what your debt is and what your assets are and everything else. Well, our goal is to help you protect your legacy. And we're going through some very specific things that you can do. We're going to talk a little bit more about that right after a short break. So stay tuned and we will be right back. Call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. 
Money Wise is in many places. If you missed a minute of the show or want to listen to past episodes of Money Wise, go online to usawealthgroup.com and click on the radio page. That's usawealthgroup.com. This is Money Wise Radio. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Money Wise. We're having fun this morning talking about how to protect your financial legacy. And you have a personal legacy, but you also have a financial legacy. So that's what we're talking about today. This is a lot of what we do. Remember that it does not cost anything to come in and sit down and discuss what your goals and your objectives are. Find out whether we can help you or not. In many cases, we can. Make sure you review your retirement accounts. Make sure you review your legal documents. I wonder if you've done a will or a trust. When's the last time you had it reviewed? Even if it was somebody else, they can bring it in, right, Mike? Yeah, every three years we recommend people come back to us to sit down and look over their documents. So that's a free appointment. You come in and you sit down and make sure nothing's changed. And there's some basic things you can do, like simplify your financial assets a little bit. Have you ever seen a situation, Pete, when somebody comes in and they've got 15 different CDs? I've seen worse than that. I've seen literally 40 different CDs and bank accounts from a half a dozen different banks. And one bank, it'll be you know, six CDs and three savings accounts and one checking account, and the next bank will be the same. And it's just, I look at that and my OCD brain just kind of goes, oh my God, this would drive me insane. So, you know, we, in most situations, recommend uh, consolidating, making things more simple, not just for you, the client, but also for when you pass. I mean, think about if, if, if that person with 40 different accounts at six different banks the amount of work that you're putting your family through to try to take care of when you're gone. So we have a few very basic things we like to do when somebody comes in. One is, let's take a look at your budget. Because how do you protect your legacy if you don't even know what you're spending? What are your income sources coming in? What are your normal expenses going out? And are there ways that you could improve that? Uh, It's called Budgeting 101. If you haven't done a budget, we'll give you a budget form. We've got so many financial and legal forms from the law firm that we can give you and documents that we're happy to provide. Just give a call to the office. Call attorney Mike Coleman at 508-998-8800. Call Pete Lance at 508-998-8858. And the bottom line is get organized and don't put it off. We don't even have a lot of time left in the show, but another thing that we haven't even discussed with regards to legacy planning is gifting to grandchildren, mm-hmm. uh, whether, again, whether it's you're alive now or after you're gone. Um, you do 529 plans or UGMA or UTMA accounts that might be better if you're not 100% sure that your grandchild will go to a, a secondary school or a college. You better explain what UGMA and UTMA is. Uh, I have before. It's it's a Uniform Gift to Minors Act, and it's um, it's just an account that can be used for other things should the grandchild want to maybe have money to purchase their first house or purchase a whole set of snap-on tools to start their mechanic um, job. Um, You know, basically things other than, or or can be still used for school, but you're not penalized if they don't go to college. And some of that needs to be done carefully because if you think, well, I'm going to make $15,000 gifts, which is the amount you can do every year as an annual exemption to people, Yeah, it's fun to do that, and it's helpful, and you get the pleasure of seeing somebody receive the gift, but you're also making a disqualifying transfer if you end up having to go to a nursing home. So any gift that you make like that in five years, the state of Massachusetts is going to get to see it Mm -hmm. if you have to go to a nursing home later and apply for Medicaid. So you got to do those things carefully with a little bit of advice. Well, the other legacy that I was talking about um, is life insurance. We haven't mentioned that at all. Uh, that can be used to pay off, you know, a state tax. Um, it can be used to uh, obviously pay for funeral and burial expense. It can be used to pay down, um, uh, pay down or pay off a mortgage that you might have, uh, or it can just leave a larger legacy to your state. 
And a great way to do that, as we talked about earlier, is to have an irrevocable life insurance trust. Or an islet. Or an islet, we call it. So, Peter, you have an islet, and your wife has an islet, and I have one, and Attorney Tenny Lance has one. It's a way to protect assets from creditors. It's a way to protect assets from the nursing home. So if you have more than a hundred or $200,000 life insurance policy, you may want to think about what's the best way to own it. And also, we haven't talked about it, but what about pets? You know, we, I just met with someone recently who he has a dog who he says is great, but that won't get along with anyone else. The dog is nice to him. Oh, I've had a cat like that before. Yeah, but the dog will attack other people. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I had so. a woman who died, and uh, the, the, the family didn't know what to do with this cat. The cat, when somebody came in the house, would jump up on top of the refrigerator and hiss at, hiss at right. them. Wouldn't let anybody near it. Is this the cat that I had to remove with? Yes, it with is. Our our uh, IT and producer's um, mother? <laughs> yes, it is. So this is another skill that Peter Lance can offer, ladies and gentlemen, pet removal. It, it was an awful, awful ordeal to I take that, that cat out. <laughs> Brody, you remember what? You, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a quotation for you, Pete. This is especially for you. It's got nothing to do with what we're talking about from... William Shakespeare, when I read this, I was thinking of your daughter. Though she be but little, she is fierce. We actually had that written down um, on her bedroom wall. We had a, a no thing kidding. up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, here's your own personalized copy. I'll autograph it for you. Oh, thank you. But um, in 20 years, it'll be worth nothing. <laughs> I have to give you another quotation from Shakespeare. He wrote some interesting things course it's still disputed whether he wrote everything that he claimed to have written so this is from shakespeare men are april when they woo december when they wed maids are may when they are maids but the sky changes when they're wives i have no idea what you just said okay (laughs) all right we'll translate it sometimes what what what, why just honestly why i have a whole book on shakespeare's insults it's just nothing but quotations from his various I never understood Shakespeare. Oh, I never could. I I took a whole course on it once. I usually understand most of it, but I I have no idea what you just said. All right, so here's one for legacy from Shakespeare. This above all, to thine own own self be be true. true. See, you know a little Shakespeare. I know a lot of Shakespeare. I just don't know what that gobbledygook that you just said was. All right, we'll explain it later. Well, there's a lot of interesting things. You know, we've talked a little bit about inflation today. Mostly we're concerned about protecting your legacy. And it starts with not putting things off. It starts with not procrastinating. That's the number one reason that people don't do the things they should do to protect their legacy. You have to take action. You have to do something. And so many people, everyone really, when they have finally you know, started to do something, or especially when they carry out the red binder with their estate plan that attorney... Uh, Mike Coleman or attorney Tenny Lance gives to them uh, or when they walk out of here after seeing my father or I and they have an actual plan in place for their um, financial plans or goals the relief and it, it's you can see it in their eyes and in their faces and most of the time they also tell us how grateful they are and, and how glad they are that they've done it mm-hmm. yep well, it's, a, it's an interesting time we live in. The economy is coming back together. People are spending money. That helps create more inflation, which means if you're not paying attention to how your assets are invested or you don't care, you're actually going to be losing money, which means you're going to have less of a legacy and less money to take care of yourself. And the IRS, by the way, is, is under um, great stress right now During the 2021 tax filing season, uh, the IRS received 85 million calls. So far in 2021, only 3% of people trying to call somebody at the IRS have reached a live customer service representative. Worse than trying to get tickets to that favorite, you know, band at their upcoming concert. I mean, 3% are getting through, and in 2020, that number was only 12 million, which is still a lot, but 
tax time, 12 million people calling last year, this year, 85 million. Well, here's one other interesting thing. If you haven't received your tax refund yet from 2019 to 2020, um, as of only three weeks ago, the IRS had a backlog of almost 17 million tax returns for 2019 and 2020 that require manual processing. Hmm. So they're under great strain and great pressure. Um, Tax disputes, we've got a lot of information we can talk to you about taxes, but we'll save that for another subject. We've got a lot of things to talk about, the new child uh, tax credit and things of that nature. We'll do that maybe uh, another week from now. I want to thank everyone for listening today. Do something to protect your legacy. Don't put it off. Nobody's going to take care of your things afterwards, and you're just going to have a mess. And um, thank you, Mike Coleman, Attorney Mike Coleman. Thank Thank you, you. Pete Lance. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. We will be with you again on the radio. You've been listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys, Ray Lance and Pete Lance. Powered by USA Wealth Group, Inc. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. MoneyWise is also online. Go to usawealthgroup.com. That's usawealthgroup.com. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and USA Wealth Group, Inc. are not affiliated companies. Firm offers insurance services. USA Wealth Group, Inc. is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. USA Wealth Group Inc. is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. USA Wealth Group Inc. has a strategic partnership with tax professionals and attorneys who can provide legal advice. Lance Law Inc. is not affiliated with USA Wealth Group Inc. or AE Wealth Management. This radio show is a paid placement.